Thanks, podcast. Everyone keep trying to... You've got to listen to... Po- I, I'm not into podcasts. I like a bit of music. I have a million questions for you today. But I don't want to be asking you about, like, relationships or love. And I will do, if that's okay. But just not... For, sure. Not, not straight away. I want to build the foundation first and see where's the map of where we're talking. Because this is something that confuses me. Um, I know from emails and from loads of other guests that I've on that's something that confuses them as well. Because, incidentally, Cheryl, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. This is Cheryl Byrne. She is the Reclaim Coach. She's a spiritual teacher. And you know what that means. This is going to be a brilliant podcast because... Of all the stuff I talked about down through the podcast of me having depression and getting better for the last three years and all the stories that I won't be going into today, again, because most people know them already, but I have a million questions. But there's so many things that I just don't know. And I came across you on Instagram. What was it? Uh, Friday Feels, the two messages. <laughs> I came across them and I thought, that's the person to ask the one. Because you're really, really good at it, by the way. Um, I will leave Shard's link tree in the description. So if you're watching on YouTube, hello. I would also timestamp this. So if we're talking about loads of different things, you can watch it all, hopefully, but you can flick to the bit that you like. Um, when the link tree in the description will be how you can find her, her socials, website, and everything else, I would urge you to go there. Um, but the reason I want you on here is because normally people are talking about, you know, I get kind of a download from spirit and I get stuff like that. And it's normally two of the same fucking people talking about the same thing. And you're thinking like, what are they talking about? Because they know so much. So it would be like me sitting down with one of my best mates talking about football. And we could talk about this season, about 20 years ago, the offside in Italy. And there's no foundation for anyone else to understand what the fuck are you talking about? So question number one, (laughs) this is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? Now, question number one is, what is source? What is the energy? What the fuck are we talking about? Is it a god, gods, not a god, just an energy, the creator of the universe, our essence, or is it one thing, but we're all it? I'm so glad you went there. When when you started talking about football, I was like, oh, God, am I on the wrong <laughs> podcast? Are they going to ask me about football? Because I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Thanks for tuning in all of that. <laughs> Thanks very much. Bye now. Yeah. I like to look at source is the creator and creator can be God. A lot of people have resistance to the term God and particularly those of us that were brought up in a religious background of thinking that, you know, I don't want to associate with God or Jesus or Mary or any of those Catholic kind of terms. But for me, it is the creator. It is the ultimate creator, creator of the universe, creator of all of us. But we're all connected to source. We're all part of source. It's the law of one. There's many universal laws. And that is the main one universal truth that we're all connected to source. Ultimately, we're always just creating our own reality. And we're doing that because we are part of source. So we have the power within us and our mind, our ego wants to limit us in actually thinking how powerful we are. There are many different gods and it really is what people actually want to aspire or want to look up to. It's everybody's belief system. But I believe I believe there is God and I resisted it for so long because of my Catholic upbringing. Yeah, I I was uh, born a Catholic as well in Ireland um, for public. So that's the way it goes. If I was born in India, I would have been a Hindu, I'm sure. If I was born in Pakistan, I'd be Muslim um, and so on and so forth. So it's something I would have resisted also. So we're on the exact same page there. But like, like, you know, the way you say there that like, 
everyone has different beliefs and not like, but surely there's only one source if there's a source. Like this is just your opinion now. This is not like mm, uh, yeah. etched, etched in stone after the podcast. Is like, do you think there's only one source of everything, and that's where we're all? That's the creator of everything, or is there many? No, I think there's one creator of everything. Yeah, yeah, one creator, and then it came. We, it's like evolution. So first came like first density consciousness, which was the elements of fire, wind, water, air. Then second density consciousness was plants and animals. And we're then third density consciousness, the humans. And that's where the ego mind was then formed in third density consciousness. And we're moving into fourth density. density. Now I'm mixing up my words. We're moving into fourth density consciousness, whereby we're moving more into the heart space, like where we're all coming from love. And this is why there's been so much, so much of this spiritual spirituality coming on track for people now is because we are moving up we are evolving there seems to be um and we will be going off topic all but there, there seems to be a bit of an upheaval around the world with all people going crazy kind of over feeling stuff over emotion not being able to identify themselves and i don't want to get into that conversation but um we only have a finite amount of time here <laughs> but um so is, is that the part of evolving into love uh, everyone like sometimes if you're if you're going to become better than you are you have to go through some shit mm. so is that what we're doing at the moment now going through shit yeah. trying to what's the word i'm looking for a caterpillar into a butterfly type thing absolutely transform well you said to me before transform. Um, fuck yeah tra- that's the word i was trying to use jesus <laughs> like don't look so cool now do I? <laughs> no it's interesting because you said to me um just when when we jumped on this call that you said oh I wouldn't have had this conversation 10 years ago I wouldn't have had this conversation with somebody 10 years ago either I only had my spiritual awakening about four to five years ago and um, so for me it's like this it's it's very new for me as well four to five years isn't very long when we've a lot of spiritual teachers out there to, you know they they came into the world and they were actually born into spiritual families and that's why a lot of us do have to go through the difficult things because we need to be broken open, broken down to like on our knees and literally having to find what is life all about. And that's how I started this journey. I've literally been broken open, feeling so hopeless, feeling so much in despair to actually trying to figure out what the hell is life all about? I don't even want to be here. So what is it all about? What is it all about? Evolution. I believe it's all about us evolving, us learning more and more about ourselves each day. It's not about, you know, I think it's great that we can have podcasts to talk to each other and create these conversations, but ultimately we're always just learning about ourselves. It's all about how can I grow? How can I heal? And it sounds selfish to say that, but you know, a lot of times we're going around and we're trying to think, what does this person think of me? And I know your views on this. I listened to a couple of your podcasts and saying, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. But a lot oh, of man. us, I knew that come back to bite me at some sense. <laughs> a lot of us struggle with that concept of thinking like, I want to be liked. I want to be liked. And it goes back to our childhood, obviously, of us craving love, craving affection. And when we're coming from that place of I want to be liked, we put on all these masks and layers and we lose our authentic self. We lose our voice. That's and now, yeah, now it's like peeling back the layers of who actually am I? And do I even like this version of me or am I doing these things to just please other people? Am I doing all these societal tick box things for somebody else? Or are these actually things that I desire in my life? Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree with that 100%. That's, um, yeah. At the, that's it. We're all going around trying to do our thing. And we're all, look, look everyone, everyone likes to be liked. Everyone likes to be part of a group, part of a, a community. That was the evolution when we were back, even before, you know, cavemen time. There, there's greater uh, safety and numbers and stuff like that. But here's a question I never heard anybody asking a spiritual teacher in my life. Um, and it, here's the question. So we're evolving. Let's say we peel back all the layers. We find out who, let's, okay, me, let's just say me as the guinea pig. I always do this. So I find out who I am. I am me. I am perfect. I am in love with myself. Everything is fine. And I'm at one and I'm fully awoken. Then what? You evolve. But I don't think that your soul actually originated from Earth anyway. So it's like you go back to source and you decide where you want to incarnate again, whether that's you want to incarnate on another planet or whether you want to incarnate back here on Earth. It depends on where you are in your soul's journey. Some people would reincarnate on Earth if they don't, if they choose to lean into fear and not learn the lessons that they decided to come here and learn. Otherwise, you can evolve and evolve through the different dimensions as well. But a lot of us came here, um, particularly light workers came here and people are coming from their souls originated on different planets. And it's usually higher dimensional planets and came here to raise the consciousness of Earth. And I believe you're one of those people as well, because so, you wouldn't can, have gone. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um. Like I could do a four-hour podcast on what you just said there now so far, right? But um, I got loads of emails down through the last three years saying you're a fantastic light worker. I don't know what the fuck is that. A light worker is somebody who is here to raise the consciousness of the planet. So somebody we we get to do that, and you could nearly say everybody here is here to do that because you can decide to shine your light within your family unit. You can decide to shine your light by creating a podcast. But I'm a cantankerous person. That doesn't mean that you don't bring joy to people's lives. You talk oh, about you. Oh, now you're going to decide. You're like, I don't want to be a light worker. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going what to make that? this podcast dark. It's ultimately you're providing people a safe space to listen to and actually kind of go, particularly men, to listen to another man say that I have had struggles and I have worked on myself very hard to get to a place where I now realize that there is a lot to me. And no matter how many layers go, you, you go through, that is like that is providing light into people's life. I'll have to have a good think about that when uh, when we're off here. Um, just to be cool if, if if that was true, wouldn't it? Or like you're obviously saying it is true, but it could be cool to, to look at yourself that way, you know? Um, but, but that is the truth. Yeah, you will obviously have to go and reflect on it, but it is the truth. Like anybody who's here raising awareness of helping people heal is. And and this is the thing. I have so many people that come to me and they they look for their purpose in life and it's like, you don't have just one purpose in life. You get to move through seasons. And it's like some people are looking for a permission slip to for me to say, you are a light worker. You are here to do good things. And once they hear that, they're like, oh, my God, now what am I supposed to do? And am I supposed to be a Reiki practitioner? Or am I supposed to be, you know, they want to know the exact roadmap. And spirit is never going to give that to you or to me. It's like you get to follow what lights you up. And I get a lot of people that are thinking that it has to be one thing. But if you think of it, a light worker could be a doctor, could be somebody writing a book. It could be a healer as well. There's so many different forms in which you get to do it in. Yeah, that's interesting. There was a, 
So source is the person, or is the person, is that like your God? We just call it God. Yeah. Is that okay for anyone that don't turn off if you don't like the word God? We call it God. But so what do you mean there's different dimensions? And uh, like what I'm getting from what you're saying and from what other people have said here is that there's one being that rules the roost. And I don't want to use the word rule, but there's one kind of overseeing that created everything. We're all energy. We're trying to we're trying to evolve and we're trying to awake and get better and improve all the time. But it's not the way Mark McCormick sees it here on earth. This is just like, like a pinhead on the size of the earth of what we're actually talking about. And because I can't see what we're supposed to. So I probably, my spirit itself, my soul, if you want to call it, chose to come down here. I've probably been down here loads of other, I've probably been loads of other places. I've probably been in, many many uniforms or many many other universes for since time began and will continue to do under such a time as my soul is the best version of itself is it is it something like that or am i am i am i off well there's you definitely have lived many past lives and you're right in saying that we've we've all lived a lot of past lives and it's we all come down to earth or come to incarnate wherever we choose to incarnate and we decide that specific lessons, we decide a lot of things of who our family is going to be, what lessons we actually want to learn in this life, whether we, whether that could be forgiveness, it could be patience, it could be, you know, to spread our light into the life. But there is no time. You bring on to another topic. It's like there is no time. Everything's existing here and now in this present moment in time. And it's like our human mind can't comprehend that. Our human mind wants to think of everything in such a linear fashion, but everything's existing right now. Like there's infinite possibilities and infinite timelines and every decision you make is a different timeline. So there's a, a, a timeline where you didn't recover from depression, where you chose to lean into fear and not heal. There's a version of you living out that life right now. There's a version of you that has decided not to do the podcast and is doing something else right now. There's so many different timelines and it's very hard for the human mind. We want to try and get to a place of understanding it in the human mind, but it's not actually possible for us even to do that. Like, even um, when I, sorry, sorry. The, the, the Paltrow movie, Sliding Doors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Completely. But there's infinite possibilities. You think of it every single day, you make so many decisions. Yeah. No, that's, that makes sense in others. And in an infinite universe, like there's everything that can happen has happened an infinite amount of times as well. But we can't get into that now. <laughs> we we'll try to keep it. So, but but like, how do you know all this? For example, like like you know all this because I'd assume like other spiritual teachers, other good ones, you've read it, you've studied it, and you understand it. But like someone else must have had to written all this in the beginning. So. Like the priests talking about the Bible, they're reading all of this stuff. They didn't wake up and get a download, but they're reading off a book. They have a calling to help and they go and help. I always worry that spiritual teachers, um, the good ones, of which I would con- consider you one, um, especially from the words that you say, is that they are trying to do good 100%, but maybe it's just not real. You know what I'm saying? How, like, what makes you know that I'm wrong or that you're right, if that makes any sense? They're all my beliefs. They're just my beliefs and opinions, absolutely. But when I meditate, I get a lot of downloads. So you mentioned my Friday feels, for example. I usually meditate or I get those downloads. And Friday feels, for anyone listening, is just where I give two messages 
on Instagram for people that are looking for guidance in any area of their life. And it's just pick message one, pick message two. Those downloads come to me throughout the week. I go on and I do it. And it's the way spirit works. So many people reaches out and goes, you were exactly spot on. I do intuitive readings for people and I've never met these people before in my life. I would have been skeptical too. Like I kind of fell into this world and a lot of my beliefs and my teachings come from me doing those intuitive readings because I'm providing guidance for people based on their energy. And I would never have met these people. I'm meditating on their energy before we get on a call together. And I'm providing them with guidance, telling them things about their childhood that they've never told anybody. And I've never met them before. So for me, it was just, it was mind blowing for me. I hadn't, didn't really understand it. So yes, I studied it. I hear a lot of things, but for me, it's very important that when I'm teaching people that I'm in that download myself, that it feels right in my body to be teaching that thing as well. Like I, myself and my spiritual friends, we have these conversations, we have these wild conversations the whole time. And it's like, do you think it's this? And do you think it's that? And sometimes it's like, the answer is I had, I don't know right now. And if I don't know the answer right now, that's okay. I'm not supposed to know. We're Again, we're humans and I'm not supposed to know everything right now. And while I am a spiritual teacher, I'm still a student as well. I'm still learning. I'm still human. And the day I'm not a student, it'll be the day I leave this planet. Like, so that's, you know, we can never just be a teacher in that alone. It's we like have to be le- committed to learning. Martial arts, you can be a black belt and teach others, but you can also be a first and second and third and black belt. You can always get higher higher in ranks and with this you can always get higher in finding out about yourself that was a, just incidentally that was a very clear answer uh, I understand that you got the feeling and you know you 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 meditate on it during the week for instance on the Friday fields you get the downloads and then the information you give me is separate that's where you've learned about who people who could also do this you know it's a very very good answer and it just it did clear something up that was in my mind for it but the Friday fields for anyone is good because I'll tell you when I came across them. I can't remember which one it was because when I listened to one, I went back and listened to loads of other ones just to see like, um, I was sitting there one Friday. I was after doing so many of this so, and everything went wrong and I was sitting there and I was just about to, what I normally do is I said, okay, go to your room, sit at the end of your bed for a few minutes, get yourself together for the week ahead. Everything is over. You did good. How do you feel? How's the body? Is your heart pumping? Does everything feel okay? Do you have a headache? Is everything okay? Just take a second for myself. I, I do that nearly every day. And I says, yeah, I'm fine. I got a message on my phone from Instagram, someone looking to come on the podcast. And when I opened it, it just came to a reel. It was yours. It literally just came and I says, oh. And whatever you were saying, I went, Jesus, like if I hadn't sat on the bed and done all that and I was a bit worked up and I heard that, that would have helped me. I said, I wonder if she's any good. And I started freaking out. And I said, she's, she's actually very good. That's exactly how I came across you. Um, so when you talk about spirit, is spirit's not the source? Is it a spirit, your individual spirit? I can refer to it as either or. I know some people think like some people refer to spirit as the same as source. Some people refer to it as us individually. However, as we're all connected to source, there's no there's no separation. Okay. Separation is what brings us into fear. And you mentioned earlier on about the fact of um, loving yourself 
And for me, this is a big thing in downloads that I get through a lot is like, we can't actually love ourselves. It's not actually possible to love ourselves because you are part of source and source energy is just pure love. And because you're connected to source, that means that you are pure love. There is no separation from that. You can't love yourself more than the ultimate source, which is love anyways. So it is love. So you are love. It's something that you are. And it's like, I once heard this um, spiritual teacher, Aaron Abke say it. And he said like, Telling somebody to love themselves more is like telling the sun to be more illuminating. It can't be more illuminating. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I I always thought of, um, when I heard people talking about it, was there was a source and spirit was like, like if you can use the word, a guardian angel that looks after you. And then I thought maybe spirit or whoever's downloading is actually me, but my soul version of me, you know? Well, it could be your guardian angel or it could be like you could say like they are spirits like if people's third eye is really open and they actually see see different spirits see different beings it could be you could say that it's angels ascended masters you could say that it's um your spirit guides but ultimately because we're all connected it's all one it's just an aspect of us yeah like we're all on the same wave just different droplets of water yeah yeah yeah. I feel that sometimes as well, you know, everyone, like we're all so different and we're all so conflicting and we're all, you know, all you have to hear is that there's an asteroid coming down to hit the earth and we need all 8, eight billion people to come together. Watch the friendships that uh, merge from that then, you know, we'd all come yeah. together and help each other and all our differences will be forgotten about. Um, so you, about five years ago, had this kind of an awakening and so... Oh yeah, the, the download. What's what's that like to get a download? How do you know you're getting downloads? People get them in different ways. Ultimately, a lot of times you hear them in your own voice. So it's not like people think that spirit's going to come, hit them over the head and go, this is exactly what you need to do. And it's not. It's really, really subtle. It's in your own voice. It's very calm. Other people see things. Other people sense things. Just that clear, that gut feeling, that gut knowing that you're supposed to do something. Um, I have so many people that come to me and they say to me, they don't know what to do. And a lot of times I tap into the ener- their energy and I'm like, you know exactly what to do. They get the download, they get the idea to do something, could be to create a podcast, it could be to start a business, could be something that's deep within their heart that they want to do. But then the ego comes online as like, you can't do it, you're useless, everybody else is doing it. So it's that knowing, it's that instant thing, but it doesn't keep coming through, keep coming through, keep coming through. It does the more, more you train yourself. But a download is just that knowing, that voice within you that's telling you to do something. And it generally is scary because it's going against your ego. It's your higher self coming in. And your ego and your higher self are completely opposite. And your higher self is actually the true you, whereas your ego is always coming from fear and lack. Your higher self is pushing you towards your destiny. And the ego isn't bad. It's just trying to keep you safe. And anything unknown to your ego is a threat. And therefore, it feels scary for you to do it. The only way you can start getting more and more downloads is the more you listen to your downloads. That's the only way you can build up your intuition. Because we were all born intuitive. Everybody was born intuitive. And it's like the conscious mind comes online at around the age of seven. Before this, you're conscious mind just absorbing everything taking everything in taking all the belief systems in it's why so many children are intuitive or why they're empathic because they they could come over and give you a hug 
and you might be feeling so crap, but they're the only one in the room that actually knows. Or I've had people before say to me that their children have remembered past lives. They're like, mom, do you remember when I was a mom and I had these kids named this, this and this? And kids always know. But when the ego comes online, the conscious mind comes online at around the age of seven, you start thinking logically. You start trying to rationalize everything, make sense out of everything. So it's really that's the really best way of knowing the distinction of when you're getting a download. It's that instant hit. And afterwards, the ego will likely come in and try and convince you to not do that thing that your intuition is telling you. Yeah, it's like um, when the consciousness comes in, as you said, about seven. And then I suppose you can add on top of that, people go to school. And I'm not knocking school or education, um, although there is loads of things that I don't like about it. But like it's like they're training people to be you know, timekeepers and don't think yourself, just memorize this and then you'll be a factory worker, which I worked in a factory for years. I'm not down in that either. But then you can go and do that and build loads of stuff and then the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And then all of a sudden, then you have a mortgage, you're in a relationship, you're killing each other on a Friday. The kids are running around shitting on themselves that there's people starting fights and you're going, oh my God. You know what I mean? So there's an awful lot of that as well, but I, uh, the intuition part of it, um, is something that touch wood, I don't think I've ever lost, you know, even going through schooling and everything else. I'd often be doing something and like every logical thing in the world will tell me and all my friends are doing this. So I know what to do this, but something inside me would say, no, this is wrong. And then if you say to me, well, explain why that's wrong and we won't do it. I can't explain it. I just know. But how do you know? I don't know. I just know for a fact. And it wasn't always wrong, but loads of times it was. Um, I, I missed a lot of trouble that I could have got into because I didn't go. Sometimes it was my idea to go and I pulled out <laughs> the last minute. <laughs> I pulled out the last minute. So yeah, intuition is a big thing. It's, um, <clears throat> I, th- I think one of the things that you mentioned ego, like ego stops us from doing everything, you know, and, and you mentioned it in the way of like, um, you know, just say, for example, start a podcast or start a business or something like that. But even ego stops you from being content in yourself, you know, mm. like, like, how can I be content when I haven't got a house with eight bedrooms and a sauna and two swimming pools and a gym and a cinema room, you know? Um, but if you had all those stuff and you had terminal cancer, would you be content then? No. So it, it just depends what you value really, doesn't it? It really does. The ego is always going to come in. The ego, like it comes in and tells you that you don't have enough. And it also tells you that you will never be enough as well. And it's unless that you're content within yourself. It's like heaven and hell. They're states of consciousness. They're not actually places. They're just states within the mind. And you can bring yourself, you can bring yourself to hell if you're in that state of suffering all along. So it's exactly as you mentioned, you can have all the nice things in the world. And if you don't feel good about yourself, you're at nothing. But essentially your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. So a lot of people are going around wondering why their life, why they don't have the things in their life, their life that they would actually desire. And it comes down to mostly that they're not happy with themselves. They're not content with themselves. They don't feel worthy. They haven't remembered the fact that they're pure love. So really, if there is anything that anybody listening is seeking, it's to first go within and start healing from within. And that will reflect back in your external reality then. Yeah, 100% wise words. I even think as well that um, um. But wait, if I say this without getting in trouble, um, like people don't know what they want half the time, you know, I, I don't mean me and you, I just mean everyone like, okay, so I desire 
a relationship or a lovely house or a promotion and work, you know? And then you think, and you could sit with them for an hour. They could be your best friend or a sibling and they're telling you this and demean it from the bottom of their heart. But sometimes my intuition would say to me, well, that's not true. And I don't know why, but I think the reason why is you said, well, just let's just go with the promotion and work. I desire that. That's what would make my heart content. My ego won't let me go for it because it thinks that I won't get it. There's better people than me, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes I even like to take a step further and say, well, let's get to the bottom of why you want a promotion at work first. And it might be that you'll have higher status in your own mind so you can talk to people in a different way. It might be nothing got to do with the promotion at all. It's Sometimes it's got to do with the way you feel, the inadequacies that you feel yourself that you've told nobody. You know, people go around and, well, this is the way I am, but my real friends know me. The actual truth is, this is the way you are. And nobody knows you. Nobody, even your husband or your wife or your kids, you're getting attacked there by a third. I think it is I don't even know what it is. I'm not what the hell. That's spirit now, you see. <laughs> spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if anyone listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or, that, this, uh, or Spotify, this is on YouTube, as I said, it'll be timestamped. And uh, Shar just got attacked by a pterodactyl on minute, <laughs> on minute 32. Go and have a look straight away. But um, yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that's, that's hurting people is they don't know what to desire. If there's like, if if um, society tells you that these five things are fantastic and you have none, you may desire all five and perhaps acquire one. But at no time did you sit down and say, well, what do what does Mark want? Maybe I don't want any of those five things. Maybe I don't give a fiddler's fuck about that those five things are st- status. I think a lot of people know what they want. And this is just my experience with the people that I work with. They actually know what they want. Deep down, they know what they want, but they're afraid to ask for it. They're afraid to ask for it because they don't think it's available to them. And this is, yeah, deep down they know, or I see people because I work with a lot of people in the area of like love and dating, they're afraid to ask for, I want this type of person and this and this and this. They're almost like, I'm going to shrink down and I'm going to say, oh, I'll be okay if I just have the type of person that is, and, and they, they, it's almost like they're saying they're willing to settle. I just want to be with somebody that makes me content. I just want to be with somebody kind. And they're almost afraid to say, no, I want to be with somebody this height. They want to look like this. I want them to bring me out for dinner. I want them to bring me on nice holidays. And ultimately, we can think that those things are egotistical. But if that desire is in your heart and that's what you want, you need to be honest with yourself that that's what you want because the universe is abundant and the universe wants you to have. My mentor recently was like, God is not a dick. Like, if you have that desire, like you are meant to have it and it's up to you to work on your belief systems around believing that it's possible for you. So it's the same with the job. Like, but I do feel like with careers, sometimes people think they want something because it's the kind of societal expectation that I will go to college, then I'll do this job and I'll move my way up in my career. And it might not actually be, it's kind of coming from a place of, I will get this achievement and then I'm worthy rather than feeling worthy of it and then getting the, the dream job that they actually want. I done that. That very thing you said, I didn't do my leave in certain school. I hated school. I didn't like it. It was boring. I had no interest in all the subjects. I didn't like the way I was being taught. I didn't like memorizing stuff. It was very, and I appreciate it's a bit different now than uh, I'm 45, but um, I didn't like it. It just didn't turn me on. It didn't do anything for me. But I always thought like I was clever and I said I, sh- I should have done something with myself. So in my 
in my older years, when I was in my early 30s, I went back to college and got my degree and got a promotion in work. And a few months into it, I just says, oh, no, 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 no. What did you do? What did you do? You fucking idiot. You have to waste four years at least of your life here. I didn't want it at all. But um, it's difficult because it's I went to college right after school and I agree with a lot of the things you were saying about school. We're taught taught. Um, we're not taught to think, we're taught to like just learn all the stuff off. Whereas now we're actually going, no, I, I want to go against all that. And I went into so many, I went to university, I started working in insurance, started working in fashion, then I went into the um, public sector. I was doing all the things, trying to find happiness from a career. But deep down within me, I know I wanted to help people. And so that's why, like I even know for myself, I knew I wanted to help people. I just wasn't sure how that looked like. And I probably could have gotten here a lot sooner if I actually admitted it. I think I knew I had to, I knew I wanted to help people. But because I was m- myself going through phases of depression and in different phases of suffering, it was very difficult for me to actually believe that I would be capable of helping anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, look. As I said at the beginning, that's a fair foundation of where everything stands. I know there's a million more questions people might have, but um, if you do, just ask Cheryl go and follow her and she's given the Friday talks there all the time why is it two messages every Friday by the way is that is there any particular reason for that no it was just an idea I got and I always trust that if I get an intuitive download to do something I'm like hey I gotta run with it so but I love hearing from people when they actually pick the messages because sometimes I'm like is anybody listening to this so I actually love it when people let me know which one they picked and if it resonated. And I even love when people like come back and, and, and say, I agree with this part, but I don't agree with this part because it challenges my thinking as well. And that's what I'm here. I, I want to be challenged as well to actually go, is my way of thinking right? Or can I have a different perspective on it too? No, just text them back and tell them, listen, I'm the spiritual teacher, bitch. I'm right. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> just have that as the, the, when they send a message, that comes up straight, straight away. <laughs> I love it. Don't Automatic response. Yeah. So look, I have a few questions for you. Um, and this is, I suppose, more so rather than, the, although it will be informative as well, it's the fun part. So talk to me a little bit about love, right? Like I know <clears throat> I'm 45. Everyone knows I'm single. And nobody loves me. I know now there's people watching this going, how is he single? He's like Ryan Gosling. But I am, unfortunately. Spirit wants me to be single, you know. It's um but uh and I'm not afraid to ask for what I want. I'm I know exactly what I want and I know what I, I don't want, and that's probably why I'm single, because because <clears throat> I won't settle at all. You know, I'm one of these people I've no interest whatsoever in going to the nightclub and having a one night stand. No interest whatsoever. I don't want to meet a girl that's okay, but she's kind of drama y and you know what I mean? If you're showing your your uh, vagina flaps on Instagram, you're out. If you're taking book pictures every five minutes, you're out. If you're doing, you're out. All that is out. If you're causing trouble, it's out. If you're jealous, it's out. If you have four or five male friends and you're all going around sitting on each other's laps, it's out. If you have a high sexual body count, it's out. All of those things. Well, you might be single forever then. Okay, I'd sooner that than the alternative. I'm only going to go with someone who's... What's that saying now? <laughs> I, I said before, and I got fucking slagged for it. I'm not looking for a princess to stand behind me. I'm looking for a queen to stand beside me. I love it. <laughs> and I mean that, by the way, as well. People say, what's your type? What? I, I don't have a type. You know, if someone is, in my eyes, 
average looking, whatever that may be, and I see that they're kind, they're good looking all of a sudden. That's mm. the way my heart works and that's the way, you know, no wonder I'm fucking single. But um, so what's the problem with love? Why are people looking for love? Why can people not find it? Why are people, usually the same people, attracting the same type of wrong person all the time as do you have what's your and i know you have some very very good stuff to say about it but what just say whatever you'd like about love i'm like whoa there's so many different directions to go there as well um i'm just thinking of a download the first download i got when i went into the akashic records when i was actually um learning about about spirituality and yeah the book of love we can get lots of different books in the akashic records which is just a energetic spiritual place where each of our souls have got um a, a room which has a library of information of our past lives our present lives and our future lives and the book of love was basically saying say that again it's got a room so your soul has a room where it's got information and all the books of your past lives your present life and your future lives is that like so, um, when people have a near-death experience and they go up and I was brought into this room and they showed me all of this stuff? Is I've never heard that, but it, sounds, it probably is, yeah. I heard probably that loads of times. People oh, oh, yeah. had a near-death experience. I was up, I was floating around, yada, yada, yada. Then I was brought into the room and I had all my life hmm. lives previously. And yeah. then it was blank from this point on. But it could have went on forever, you know? Yeah, probably. That's usually if I'm doing past life healings with people, I bring them into the, their Akashic Records. Um, to actually see and heal things from past situations, particularly do that in the area of love with people who are struggling to let go of exes how, as well. Yeah. But sorry what? now, how do you? That's um, I didn't know. So how um, is this place in the mind's eye? Yeah, yeah, it's it's energy essentially. And can you access your own place? At yeah. Any... Yeah. So I usually journey there. I usually, if I'm journeying with somebody, if I'm bringing somebody along with me, I will usually bring them into a meditation, call in my guides, their guides, and journey up out of earth through the atmosphere and into this spirit world, which is just essentially energy. And it's the thing, the stuff we can do with the mind's eye. And you can see this building and you walk in, you get the key off the librarian and it's just a room. It's essentially, it's like a library, but everyone visualizes their room in a different way. And there's just so much information there. You can also find information got to do with your path and your purpose. And so if people are looking to, you know, the light workers that want to know what their next step will be, there'd be information there about that. There's just a world of information there, whole library. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, um, I, I've heard loads of people talking about it um, in the way of just near that experience. Okay, um, I I didn't realize that you could be brought there in a guided, what would you call it, meditation? Maybe is that what it's called? Yeah, essentially bringing them on a journey. Um, it's kind of like a soul journey, bringing their soul to see different things, and you can do different healings then up there. And so you would have seen your. Would you have seen some of your past lives? I don't, we, yeah. Look, I promise I'll get back to love. If you went to the timestamp and clicked on love, <laughs> I'll give you my word. We go back, back to love. Um, yeah, I've seen a good many of my past lives as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. It's so interesting. And there's so many like direct correlations to 
the present life or previous situations with soulmates. Like, look, we can tie love in here as well, because every there's this concept, a lot of like the human mind wants you to think that there's limitations, that we only have one soulmate. But we've all done so many lives before. Therefore, we have a lot of soulmates. And a soulmate isn't just a romantic partner. A soulmate could be like it's your family members. It's the people that trigger the hell out of you. It's those friends that you just instantly click with. So we've so many soulmates and a lot of people come and they, you know, they may have had um, a bad breakup and they're, I had my spiritual awakening following a bad breakup and they come and they're like distraught and they think they're so in lack mindset. This is the way I was thinking that was my person. And now I'm never going to meet anybody else. But it's like, no, open yourself up to the possibility that there is infinite soulmates. You've done so many lives. Therefore, there is many, many people out there for you. Wow, that's one of the most encouraging things I've ever heard in my life. Up the to town tonight, get out the links and the old spice. <laughs> oh my god, old spice, I love it. Yeah. Um back just on something that you touched on there saying like not having a type. But I think you have a type because you said it there. You want somebody that's kind. That is a type of person. You want somebody I, that's I meant kind. uh visually, sorry. Visually you don't have and and that's completely fine yeah. because a lot of time, like particularly use somebody that's very em, em, empathetic, that senses energy a lot. You're going to pick up on somebody's energy before you actually. And that's what's going to make you fall for them rather than yeah. actually. Um, I think I'm going to have to accept that that's true. You know, that that is true. Like, you know, like I yeah. listen, I'm on a journey as well here in life. You know, um, I don't yeah. know everything. Um, I talk to people about loads of things loads of subjects that I don't know and people always say well you, you hold yourself well with professionals all the time I just do it on the night and see what happens but I I do think I see no I don't fucking see energy um I know if someone's a dickhead no matter what they look yeah. like if that's if I can say that <laughs> is that a good sentence to say probably not but that's what I mean you know yeah and I know if someone is pure of heart no matter what they look like yeah you know yeah and that's probably your intuition kicking in as well, like of going, this person's good hearted, this person isn't. But what I would say is there's so often people focusing on what they don't want and the subconscious mind or God or the universe doesn't, it doesn't speak in negatives. I don't want somebody to be this. I don't want somebody to be that. So when your subconscious mind takes out the, I don't want all it's hearing is I want a dickhead. So it's about reframing it and going, I desire that kind person. And it's about getting yourself on board with what you do actually want, what you do actually desire, rather than focusing on what you don't want. I have been thinking about that lately, that um, I had been focusing on what I didn't want. Hmm. I'm not putting up with this. I'm not putting up with that. I'm not putting up with this. And if I have to do that, I'll stay on my own. Yeah. It literally is only recently I says, no, well, listen, that's, um, if I said to myself, walking on a tightrope, I don't want to fall. I don't want to fall. All I want to think about doing is falling. Yes. So it's only recently I, I changed that around. So Shakira, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, she's single just, now. Yeah, hundred percent. Listen, that was spirit. I had a word. I've been up to that room and I said, get rid. No, listen. Um, yeah, she's single now. I was right. That fella cheated on her. My God. Look, look you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Shakira, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. You get me straight away. Give me a shout when you're ready. Um, so a love, <clears throat> after all that. Um, 
is there different like obviously there's family love and there's love for a partner you know like there's like you're sexually in love but you're like it's your person that you're not related to your wife or your husband um like it's you know when when somebody falls head over heels in love with somebody but the other person doesn't now this hasn't happened to me anyone of who i've ever loved i've been looking enough have loved me as well from shakira yes well listen at the moment there's still time you don't know what's in her heart sure you just don't don't know what's in shakira's heart her hips don't lie you know we're always always remember that that's that's the important thing fucking cut come on love let's get a podcast going (laughs) um is is there i think that there's different levels to love I'm not sure how to explain it and I don't know why. So I feel that people in my life who I love, I feel that I, not all of them, but I would love a lot of them more than they would love me. They would say they love me more. They would tell other people they love me more. I would not. But I just feel intuition, energy, that I love them an awful lot more. And I see other people in relationships that are in love and I can almost tell, not all of us, but very quickly, this won't work out because he loves her like a a multitude more times than she loves him. She does love him. She thinks that he's her guy forever. But this fella loves her like I would die in front of a bullet for you, whereas she would duck, you know. Mm. So is, is there different types of love? Is there different levels? The way I would view it is you can only love somebody to the same degree as you love yourself. So like you were saying there that you love people at different levels. And I would look at it as are those types of people the one, can they actually connect with themselves? Do they actually have that level of self-respect for themselves? Because you've said yourself, you've come to a place of acceptance of yourself. It's not possible to go to the same depths and the same level if they haven't gone to that those depths with themselves. It's just not possible. So there's that area of it. In terms of partnership, yes, you do see that this there's this unequal dynamic. We always attract in somebody that's at the same vibrational match as us. So it's very much like if there's two people coming from something, it's kind of like when I'm feeding into relationships like that, it's very much like one person is expecting something off somebody else expecting validation and affection from another person and it's kind of doing it it kind of is coming from a place of conditional love rather than true authentic love I'm not trying to diminish anyone's relationships but when people don't have that depth with themselves a lot of times they place it onto other people and you see it the whole time with people with expectations like of take for example like I'm going to use a male female relationship where the female wants so much love. She wants to be seen. She wants to be heard. So she decides she's going to make a beautiful meal and open a bottle of wine and do all the nice things. And he comes home and he's just like, oh, yeah, thanks. And he walks away and she is angry and he thinks that, oh, she just made me a dinner. It's just a dinner, but it's never just a dinner. Um, it's like she wanted his tech, uh, affection. She wanted to have a lovely evening and he's just thinking it's just something else. And then you realize then the next day it's a fight over the bins. But really, it's down to the fact that she didn't get seen and heard in that time. So it's just really when people are doing things, operating 
with conditions because if the love was unconditional you would actually be able to sit down and hold space for that person and tell that person what you actually need and want from them and you'd also actually be able to give yourself your needs a lot of time people in relationships like that when there's that unequal balance it's coming from the place that they're operating out of their inner children I don't know if you're familiar with inner child work not to any degree that I could talk about it properly but I'd be happy to listen yeah so essentially a lot of people call it inner child work I like to call it inner child connection because it's a connection we have with an aspect within us who has unmet needs when we were growing up so it could be that six or seven year old inside of us that craved love attention to be seen to be heard and it's not to say that you you may have come from the most loving family ever but as a child there will be still some element of unmet needs and now you're actually the adult and you get to connect with your inner child and give that attention and love back to yourself. You can't expect another person to do that for you. And a lot of times when there's an imbalance in relationships, it's somebody gets triggered. So they start operating out of the place of their inner child and the other person is usually triggered too. So that's why when conflict shows up, it's two seven-year-olds operating out of each other, unable to communicate and unable to actually come to a place of love. Yeah, it's like to, to come back to that um dinner scenario and the glass of wine she's looking for notice me and he doesn't notice her but and then but yeah th- that happens a lot but I don't think and I, I could be wrong but I, I don't think that would happen with people who are anyway self-aware you know because you just don't do that you know first of all you say I want us to spend some time together this evening when he come home I'm going to make a lovely dinner today when he gets in then he knows this is fantastic stuff doing and you know yeah i suppose look that probably happened to me when i was 20 21 you know but it wouldn't happen now because i know better you know but, mm. um, yeah yeah and is it important to have um is is friendship in is friendship important for self-awareness? That might be a stupid question. I mean, like, is like I only ask for myself because I used to have loads of friends and now I don't by choice and I'm happy and I don't want to. Um, I even have too many if you fucking ask me. But um, I count them on one hand and I'm very happy with that. But loads of people who I would you know, semi-respect or who have said things that I thought were clever, things that I haven't thought of, things that I've learned from. Loads of them say that um, it's important to have loads of loads of really tight relationships, as in friendships. Um, and I don't agree with that, but I could have my mind changed on that. What do you think of that? Like, like I, I'm not saying have loads of friends as opposed to being a, a lone wolf, but you just think that, like how important is a relationship with loads of people? Well, I would really challenge that and ask, is it loads of friends or loads of acquaintances? A hundred percent. You know, because we can have loads of acquaintances, but like, it's like, who do we trust? And who do we trust that isn't going to project their opinions on us? And we have people in our lives as well that want to care for us, want to give um, good feedback. But a lot of times, you know, close friends in our life they just want to protect us and like we're talking about intuition earlier on and saying like you know your intuition isn't logical so particularly when it comes to when you're talking to friends about relationships like 
romantic relationships. Your friends might want to protect you. But if your intuition is saying, I'm curious about this person and I want to explore more with this person and you have to remember your friend might be trying to protect you. So, yes, it's important to have relationships. But I would say, why why do you need loads of friendships? If you have a good relationship with yourself and you're trusting yourself and you have so much respect for yourself, I think it's it's back to quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just I, I'd be registering what you say when you say it live in real time. I want to see the way I want to ask you another question on that, or is that clear? Um, what I did want to ask you was about um, and I hear people talking about it all the time, and um, I'm not sure even how to word the question, but I certainly couldn't talk about it on here, so you're perfect for it. But people always say, <clears throat> decide the things that you want. So maybe set intentions for you know what you want. For instance, whether you want to manifest something or um like how do you do that like just say for example um someone wants to take five steps in their life and they're really really big steps each of them but they've decided that they're going to do it this is what i'm going to do i i just feel that and people may agree or may not agree they don't care they're young these are the five steps that i want and if they change along the way okay but right now i'm going with these how do you set an intention or how do you manifest um something they're probably two separate questions i'm not sure if they overlap sound like they might do but i could be wrong no you're right they overlap so manifestation is basically the concept of our thoughts create our feelings which create our reality our reality is created out of where we're vibrating at the law of vibration we're always manifesting things, always, always, always. Even if you're calling in the crappiest things, crappiest of situations, you're, you've manifested that into your life. What the new buzzword now, when people are talking about manifesting, they're talking about consciously manifesting the life. So going after the life that you desire. So if I was to say set intentions and say, for example, one of those really big goals, it's about what is that goal? Then how can I break it down? Because we can't just go from, okay, I'm going from here to writing a book or I'm going from here to writing Mount, to climbing Mount Everest. You have to break it down into something that's really actionable for you. But knowing that it's possible is the first thing, is actually knowing. And sometimes it can be really, really far away. It doesn't mean like that you have to believe that you'll do it tomorrow. But it's like, what can I do today? What can I do tomorrow? And setting intentions, I would say to anyone manifesting things, it's kind of, Kind of the big goals are kind of slightly different with intention setting. You can do it really small. If you're looking to build up trust with the universe, I would recommend doing things really small, like writing down every Monday or every month intentions. It could be I want to earn X amount this month. I want to get a gift or a coffee. They're really good ones. I put down in November, I did intentions and I put down I wanted to be asked on a podcast and I was asked on a podcast straight after that that the attacker is back. <laughs> um, I had put down something more specific that I wanted somebody from Ireland to reach out and ask me to be a podcast. And here, this is happening. This was one of my intentions. I manifested this. Um, with the uh, so I recommend anyone that's curious about starting manifesting, they start doing it small like that, asking for a cup of coffee, just to really challenge your belief system because the ego is going to come in and tell you that it's not possible. For the bigger things, then it really, really is important that you get into breaking things down and taking those small action steps. 
following your intuition. So many people think that your intuition is going to give you the roadmap of how to get from A to Z. Your intuition doesn't work like that. It gives you the roadmap from how to get from A to B, B to C and so on. So even if your dream, those five things are so out of this world, tune into what your next step is, what your next aligned action is, because a lot of people just sit and visualize and visualize and visualize. And unless you're taking aligned action, you can't actually get there. Like unless so many people, you know, for I don't know if you're familiar, but a lot of people manifestation came online really, really strongly a few years ago after the book, The Secret. It's talking about the law of attraction. There's so many other universal laws that come into play when you're trying to manifest something. And one of them is the law of aligned action. You can't sit there and visualize your way to winning the lottery ticket. You have to go and buy yourself the lottery ticket. You have to take the aligned action. And it and the key word is aligned action. You don't need to push, push, push because the universe wants you to allow the flow to come. Because like you said, it's the five things. You don't want to be so focused on the five things that you don't let the universe create and bring in magic for you along the way as well. Yeah, it's like um, <clears throat> people manifest and stuff. Like that's very wise there, you know. They're, let's say, for example, uh, you said at the start, I want to earn this amount, for example. So let's say you're on 500 euros a week, which will be just says two grand a month. And you say, well, this month I want to make three grand. So it's the first Monday of the month. And you go, okay, I manifest and I want to make three grand. I want to make three grand. And you're thinking about this is what I want. This, And you're, you're, you're going to work. You go home that evening. You're doing the dishes. You're getting everything ready. The next morning you get up, you're going to work. Is it when you're manifesting, does something come up that otherwise perhaps prior wasn't there and, because, and you're manifesting and you see it and you go for it and that might lead to you getting the extra money that you wanted that month. Like just because you're manifesting doesn't mean, well, what you said already, like you're not sitting there with your thumb up your ass, like, like you're looking around to see what's available to get you what you want and you reckon that the universe will offer it to you. So first off, I would say it's very important to not say I want because I want is coming from a lack of energy. So it's either I desire something and you have to really desire it. It's not the difference between desire and want is I want is like, I want it and I don't have it. Whereas I desire it is almost coming from that energy is of, oh my God, I can't wait to have it. I'm so excited for it. So excited for it to come into form. So it's believing it's possible, almost believing that it's here. And then it's actually listening, asking the universe. Thank you, universe, for showing me how to get to the 3000 euros. Thank you, universe, for showing me the opportunity. And a lot of times people will think that it has to come from that one place, from your the job that you have, whereas the universe can deliver it in different ways. And really where a lot of people fall down is they get to the end of the month and they're like, well, 3000 didn't come in this month and then they don't show up for it next month. So it's not your responsibility, like the how it happens and the and when it happens is not your responsibility. That's up to the universe. And if you're going to give up after month one, did you really desire the thing? It's really about oh, tuning that's into some home truth there, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if you desire something, you're going to keep showing up for it. You're going to be like, OK, this month, start afresh. OK, thank you, universe, for showing me how I can bring in the three thousand euros and, and keep going because if you really want something you will keep going for it yeah that's true it's mad because like but uh like i enjoy this podcast i i do enjoy doing it 
Um, sometimes the editing and all that is a pain in the hole. But I do enjoy doing it. This is the part I enjoy, talking to people, learning stuff. Like we literally met a couple of minutes before uh, we we went live, I suppose. But um, And I enjoy meeting people and talking about stuff and giving my opinion and hearing why I'm wrong sometimes, you know. And uh, and that's fine. I, I have no problem with any of that at all. But like with this podcast, like I don't know if like it's ever going to work as an entity, as a like, like you know, like I don't know if... um. I'll ever be able to make a proper living out of it, you know? So what I've tried to do is to, lately, is to, because if it doesn't make me a living, because I, I, I do two a week, I do a lot, I'm at it all of the time, and I'm a one-man show, there's no producer or editor or any of that crack, you know, which you can probably tell by the fucking, um, the edits when they come out, but there's still an awful lot of work to it and post, it's just, it's a nightmare. Um, But the, the podcast of it, I, I love and I'd love to be able to do it, like, if I knew for the next 20, 30, 40 years. So I have, I suppose, inadvertently lately been manifesting that um, I get money. But it's not your millions money. It's money that allows me to live a life that someone else is living. Just the average Joe, but continue to not have to worry and be able to do this and get guests and have these conversations. And, like, I know for a fucking fact 100%. I'll say one, but I know it's there's so many sitting down on the couch with a cup of tea after having a terrible day and they're listening to you and you're giving them a buzz in their stomach going, yeah, she's right. She's right. I'm just making them feel good. And that inadvertently makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Because cause we're here doing this and it's like something that I created. And I'm very happy to do that. But I, I do worry that I'm not going to be able to do it always. So I'm starting to manif- I'm starting to try to manifest. I still don't know how to do it, you know. Um, I desire. I, I've I've never used that word before in it, but I might start doing that. It seems like a good thing to do. Um, yeah, I desire the your millions and Shakira. I like uh, those desires for you. What's that? I would. I like those desires for you. Yeah. They're good. And that's just this week, by the way. <laughs> Next week is something else. Yeah, but that's fine. And the universe is abundant and your higher self knows the universe is abundant. And when the ego comes in, the ego comes in from lack saying that it's not possible. And really what I would recommend you do is like even visualize yourself receiving that money. And it doesn't have to be from a particular source. It could be from source itself, like the ATM of the universe and visualize that. And visualize. Yeah, exactly. Visualize yourself receiving the money and how good it feels to receive the money and that's going to propel the desire towards you i just feel um and i know i'm I'm not the only one i just feel a bit seedy desiring Mm -hmm. money because i don't want the money i I want to be able to do this but i can't do it in the world we live in now the way it's constructed i need money to do it does that make sense do you know what i'm saying Yeah. Um, No, it is. A lot of people have resistance, but I just want to go back to just you saying that you want to do the podcast. And it's like, yes, it's like it's such a great thing that you're doing. And this is what like God wants lightworkers to be raising awareness. So you can be compensated for that. And it's like the law of cause and effect, which is essentially karma. You know, what goes like every action creates a reaction. So you're doing something good. So you will reap the rewards of that. Um, and when ego comes in and ego says or people says, oh, that's bad of you wanting nice things or that's bad of you wanting to be financially compensated, that's coming from lack. 
And it also comes from sometimes when people are jealous of thinking, wow, he's getting to do what he wants to do. And it's like, it's not actually coming from a true authentic place because if everybody here was to know that the universe is abundant and everybody can have their desires, then why would there be an issue with you wanting more, with you desiring more for your life? You're doing a good thing in the world and therefore God wants you to have your desires. And if your desires are that you live comfortably or you go on however many holidays, that is up for for yours for the taking. The other thing I would recommend is when you're going for something, it is important to hold duality of it might happen and it might not happen. However, if you do want it to happen, it's not it's about feeding that belief system of this podcast is going to work. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make it happen. Because if you feed that reality of if this doesn't work, it might not work and I might not be doing it. That reality, if you when you get entangled with that reality, you may ultimately create that reality. Whereas it's now setting the intention. No, this is happening. I'm making this podcast work. I am and getting your energy. That reality now, as we speak, that's what I'm thinking, you know. But yeah. And I'm. Boredom are a flip of a coin. I know what I want, but I feel like I'm a realist. Mm. You know, and something like I just interrupted you there because uh, another part of it, talking on the exact and I, I won't keep it too much longer. Um, Like then, and I'm sure other people, I know for a fact other people think this as well. Why should I get money that allow me to live not the high life, just the average life and allow me to do this? And because the universe is abundant and I'm putting myself out there. So maybe I might get compensated. Brilliant. But then there's people dying at one years of age with disease and all that. And I think, well, have I not already won the lottery of life to get to be 45 and see friends and family and laugh and go for pints and fall? And like, I've already won, so I shouldn't want anything more. And then I feel that you greedy cunt, you know? Do you hear that often? <laughs> I do. I get where you're coming from, but I just want to come back to the fact of you saying that you're a realist. Um, And it's like, you're a realist, but yet you're intuitive. And you know when it's it's kind of like, it's kind of contradictory saying I'm a realist, but yet you know when you lean into your intuition. It's 100% contradictory. The the intuitiveness is getting in the way of my realist. Yeah. And And your intuition is never logical. So it's kind of like, why can't you play a little experiment right now and kind of go, okay, I'm a realist and maybe this might not work out, but right now I'm feeding the reality of it's going to work out. I'm going to get behind this, that it's going to work out and I'm going to entangle myself in that so that I create that reality for myself. And also you doing this is coming from a place of you helping so many people as well. We can say it's ego's desire to, you know, live a nice life. However, you're doing it to create like you're you're helping so many people by putting this out there into the world. And like you said, it's 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 so much time, but it's something that you love doing as well. So you're getting enjoyment out of it. In terms of people saying, why would I want for more? Should I not be grateful with my lot? That's coming from ego because it's coming from lack. It's coming from the place of there isn't any more. I shouldn't want for more. This is what I was saying earlier on in terms of when people aren't asking for what they desire. 
it's coming from that lack because they're willing to settle because they feel bad for wanting more. But that's because it's coming from ego saying you are wrong to want more. Whereas you're not wrong to want to do good things in this world. There is so many people out there who have a lot of money who give back. You know, if you think of the likes of Tony Robbins and he might be controversial, I don't know if you like him or not, but he gives back to so many people. He had somebody when he was younger, like feed his family for Thanksgiving. When he was 17 years old, he had a part time job. He went and he fed two families for Thanksgiving. And that's something he continues to do. So when good people have money, they do good things with it. And this is so many people have this belief system around money, that money is bad. Money is just a tool. It's like saying that like a hammer is bad. A hammer could go and, you know, damage somebody if you hit somebody with a hammer. But a hammer can also, I don't know, build stuff. You know, it's it's money is an amplifier. And if you are a quote unquote bad, I know we shouldn't go bad or good. But if you want to label somebody and say a bad person, they're likely to do bad things with that with money. Whereas if good people have money and the more good people that have money, the better we can we can better things we can do and the more people we can help ultimately in terms of I feel like there's so many layers to that question in terms of why should you get to live your life should you not be grateful for living till 45 and when somebody else only lived till one I believe that we signed up we we realized what we were coming here for we signed up and I believe that we also signed up to say when we wanted to check out of Earth as well. Yes, I've 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 heard that before on this podcast a couple of times, and people talking about it. Um, yeah, so we said, look, I want to go down to Earth. I I want to be this guy, and I want to do this. I want to go through depression for ten years because in my last life I was king of Spain, for example, and I want some hardship. And I want this and I want to die at 105 or 46, maybe. Or before this comes out, it'll still come yeah. out. I could be dead. Imagine that. I, I think you still have big things left in your mission for this earth. And part of this podcast is part of it. But I also think it's each lesson that we signed up for is a catalyst for growth. So I look back at all my patterns throughout my life and I kind of go, Okay, was was everything mapped out for me? And ultimately, I feel that a big part of of my mission is to help people remember that they are love. And they're worthy and they're good enough. And for me, when I look back, I could say that I had my spiritual awakening after that breakup. But when I trace back all my patterns and all my phases of depression throughout my life, spirit was trying to get me to wake up all those times. It's just it's it's that um. That old saying, God first throws a pebble, then a rock, then a boulder. So it took something drastic for me to fall to my knees to actually wake up to it. But I believe that all of those other lessons, I could have woke up at any of those times. It just took me a little while to get the message. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. I think we'll we'll leave it there because um, it's over an hour, is it? Yeah. Uh, I I like to keep it about an hour. I could talk to you for another four hours, to be honest with you. I know. Um, I'm loving this conversation. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and you're not nervous or anything. You're a bit nervous at the start. You're okay now. 
I was nervous at the, no I was nervous at the start first few questions I was like oh no oh no what am I doing and now once yeah. I get into it I'm like this is interesting well I went in like I mean <clears throat> there was no point in me saying to you tell me about manifesting and you go into a big rigmarole and the people that are watching this will say how the fuck is she yeah or what's she talking about what's her framework so I said let's just just like I only did I decided that like four seconds before you come on like do you know what I mean hilarious you're so good at it you're really really good at it oh thank you there's loads of people say that like and like it's like um and it's not that I, I can't take a compliment don't get me wrong I think I'm great in general like like I'm would boast myself but I just don't think I'm one tenth as good as other people think you know like sometimes I I listen back and I'm watching it or if I go for a walk I'll stick it on and say what was the sound like on that and I'm listening intently. And then I go, oh, you're listening to yourself, you fucking yeah. idiot. It's something that I said, isn't that? That's me. Well, I think like, that's, I think it's brilliant. I don't think it's me at all, you know, ever. Like, like I absolutely cringe if I thought 10,000 people were going to see this. It doesn't even enter my fucking mind at all whatsoever. You know, it doesn't. Um, and some people say your questions are good. And, and it's, look, it's lovely to hear that, you know. But I, where did you get your questions from? I don't know until I asked them seconds before I asked them. And and there's more better questions that I've never asked because I forget them on the spot as well, you know. But I think that's because you're just present and you're just having the conversation and like it's just you're in the moment and you're not thinking of what's coming next because I had to bring myself back. There was a few things I was like, I answered that really shit. And I was like, no, listen to him. Listen to what he's asking. Never mind about that question. Move on. Um, so I think it's like it's because you're completely present and in the moment. I used to write questions. Um. And loads of times, one particular story real quick, I, I wrote, I'll just say it was 10 questions. I think it was 20. We'll say it was 10 questions I wrote for a guest. And I lost them a half an hour before the guest was coming on. So I wrote down 10 questions. And I thought they were the same questions, kind of. And then the podcast was over. And I was just getting ready. And I said, what the fuck is this? They were the 10 questions. And then I found the initial 10 questions. And all the questions were different. And I didn't ask any of them in the hour and a half I was talking to <laughs> talking to them. I so there's it. no point in me doing it. It's fucking, you know, I I, I see in an interview, they'll say, well, Cheryl, t- tell me this. And then you'll say something. And then they'll be going, okay. And they'll go on to the next question then. Did you listen to what she said? Ask her a question on what she said. Don't be trying to ask her bullshit, you know. It fucking annoys yeah. me, to be honest with you. So I said, I won't do that, you know. No, I think you're right. Because that, that podcast that you're saying that I was on, that you hate, she gave me questions and I felt like they were all the same. And then I felt like I was repeating myself constantly in the podcast because I was like, ultimately, it's the same freaking thing. And so I think it's better to do just the chat. Yeah. And I know there's a, a, like, I don't know for sure, but I have a fair idea of the people that listen to this podcast and they're open to more stuff, you know. Mm. And I think. Um, you've done yourself no harm <laughs> here today, you know, you're, you're, I hope you're, not. You're very confident in the way you deliver stuff. You're very confident in the way that you say stuff. Um, and I, I just like the way you say it. Like I always try to, like my motto is get somebody on who knows more than me about a subject, always. Because if we know the same, it's pointless. Unless you're a good friend of mine for ages and we're coming on for a shit talk, then it'll be funny. Yeah. You know, talk about anything. Like I had my brother on not so long ago. He's coming on again very shortly, by the way. And we ended up talking about going to the toilet. But that came up as we were talking and then like it's 45 minutes about it like do you know what I mean yeah but that's I think people want to just hear about normal stuff though as well like just life in general 
but the manifesting and the spirit and that that confuses me you know it's not like people say well when you're ready for it then spirit will will manifest this that's so condescending it's unbelievable like i have been through hell and back i don't think there's leaders here and at some day i go i genuinely think i'm here in my mind not in body look at it fucking cut me but in my mind i'm here you know if i sat down with the dalai lama i think we teach each other stuff yeah but you see this there there's this whole thing though of like people saying like constantly saying oh your person won't arrive because you need to do more healing you need to do more healing you need to do more healing and it's like we're always going to be healing we're always going to be growing. We're always going to be evolving. It's not about you need to do more. Yes, there's different things that will happen in different timelines for you, but it's about you leaning into actually doing the stuff. So I, I agree with you completely. People saying constantly, oh, when you're ready for it, it'll arrive. It's like, yeah. no, I declare I'm ready for it now. Yeah, and look, I want to do this, but I don't find myself 100%. You'll never be 100% champion. Yeah. Never. And it's okay to be... um to be manifesting and to be fucking having a cup of coffee with a source every day. And then one of the days having a shit day. That's okay as well. Yeah. It's life. You're a biological organism going around and there's internet flying around every five seconds with different things going on. Everyone hates each other. Everything you think is wrong. There's everyone. The world is trying to kill itself. It's, it seems like, you know, but yet you look out your window and people are sitting chatting, having a crack. How are you, Mark? How are you? How are things? Not too bad. There's no problem. There is problems, but it's not as bad. It's just amplified, you know. Yeah. I see why people get stressed out and they don't want to do something and I'm safe in my house and the big bad world. And thank fuck I never thought like that. And it was probably just from arrogance when I was younger. I never thought, well, that's a big job now. Like, I think if I talk to, like, a a 12-year-old boy or the president of the United States, are you? This is the way I thought. This is the way I thought. You'd be the same, yeah. It's the same, you know. Sometimes I try to ask clever questions, but... I don't know. But I think that's a lovely way to be, though. Yeah. There is some peace in it. Yeah, you but know, I like... don't think people want, like, I'm, like, when you think of it, the president is just a person as well. Oh, I know. I just use that. Day. Like, if I walked into the pub and I could do something to make everyone think I was cool, like, I wouldn't do it because of that. Like, I don't mind if they don't think I'm not cool. It doesn't. Yeah. Like it, it won't make it won't make me feel like I said thank you when you said I was good at this. People do say that to me, but I, I don't walk around at any stage and say I am good at pod. It never crosses <laughs> my mind. But people also tell me that I'm shit. But it never crossed my mind that oh no, what I need to do now is I don't need to do anything. I do exactly what I'm doing regardless of what anyone says. This is well, it's I working do. for you. So End why story. would you change it? Yeah. You know, you're helping a lot of people, so why would you change it? Yeah, that's that's um that's mad, you know. That's like, like uh, that that's a you know, I don't know, like it because episode four when I mentioned I had depression and then I just started talking about it. Um and it was months. It was months before anyone started listening. Really? So anyone who listened to my like there was a forty, twenty, thirty I put it up on YouTube, but there was no Zoom. There was no me. Obviously, look, I always assumed that I hadn't got the face for fucking YouTube. And I just put up the audio and that was it. And I just did it. And I didn't care. And I just put it up. There was a few listening, nothing. So when people talk to me and they say, oh, like, I remember in episode three when you spoke about it, 
like they weren't listening at the start. They came like they this is a couple of months ago. They went back to the beginning, and I see it all the time on my uh, analytics. It's like the first podcast got a hundred views this week. You know, there's people coming into it all of the time. Like you know, and it just the only thing that I can say that I'm happy with is that they won't see me. And I think what's this two 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 six two hundred and twenty six. Oh, by the way. This podcast is the 300th video, I believe, that I put up on YouTube. I should have said that at the start. Fucking hell, I'm the worst promoter in the planet fucking Earth. 300, 300 video. That's insane. Well yeah. done. Like, oh, my God. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm a bit proud of that, like, but I should have said that at the start, you know. But the, the one 300, thing find, that's mad. Oh you put God. a lot of effort into it. I'm so glad that it's paying off for you. Like, I really, really am. But I think that's because you're being it, your true self on it. It's not paying off. No, but as in, I think it will pay off. Yeah. Well, my philosophy on it is, and I, I said it a, a, a couple of times on this, and like the, the fact is, is that if this doesn't allow me to uh, make a living, but it's helping other people, if it's not helping me, I'm out. Mm. No matter yeah, what it well, is. Well, like if it's not providing you with anything, that's just you have to put yourself the, first. The I energy like wouldn't be yeah. it wouldn't be right for it. Like you, you have just, to put yourself first. You'd be you're running yourself there, into the ground. You're going on one holiday this year. Are you going on two holidays? I'm not sure because myself and Johnny's going here. And just, I'm trying to see if I have got enough money to pay the car this month. There's a yeah. chance something fucking taken off me, and here I am doing all the work, doing this, and oh, you're helping so much, and you're fucking having beans on toast. That's not helping me, champion. What? Yeah. What about me? What about you? I'm doing a lot of work around. It's interesting that the concept of money came up that we were talking about money because I'm doing a lot of work around money as well and clearing out old belief systems. And yeah, like actually what we were talking about desire is like, yeah, I do. I do want nice things in my life. So it's like trying to get rid of old belief systems and trying to actually feel into like a lot of other people in this space are making a lot of money and you're doing good in the world. I'm doing good in the world. And what they're all saying is you have to go claim it. You have to go claim it. So I think that if you get yourself on board with this is working and there is money coming in, it will start flowing. Yeah. I think like I will have to do it. You're correct. I I, I think a percentage in the back of my mind will be thinking I'm doing this now. But I know in my heart and soul that it's not like you know the, the, why why this podcast you know I, I think but but you're right one hundred percent I have to get in the mind of doing like that like that and you mentioned about nice things like funnily enough I don't even want nice things I'm yeah. so minimalist you wouldn't believe it like I don't want nice things at all I just want not to be um what's the word I want not to be constantly struggling all yeah. the live long day twenty four seven and then having to come on here. I was going to say and say, hey, everybody, but I never do that anyways. So. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I will. Something I look into. Look, I'm going to let you go. Um, just one thing, Mark, sorry, because yeah. as in like I was getting it there when you said like, but in my heart and soul and it's not actually in your heart and your soul. It's actually in your mind. It's kind of like spirit was saying it's actually in your mind that you're thinking that this won't make money because you're thinking logically going who else has made money out of podcasts? It's only in the top whatever in the statistics. So it's kind of like, actually, your heart and soul knows that you can create the reality you want. 
but it's the mind that's given you the limitation that you can't. If everybody who listens to this podcast, everybody who listens to it, put 10 euros on my PayPal account, the link's in the description. I can have a podcast studio in the summer with two mics and getting guests from around the world. That's all wow. I have to do. You tell Spirit that you were talking to me and I said, and I said that it may be in my head. Sorry, I'm not the one who um, will be donating to my PayPal. It'll be other people. Yeah. You tell Spirit, I said, to tell everyone in the world, listen to this now, 8 billion people. Everyone put 10 euros in. <laughs> I won't leave that in the podcast, but um, well, thanks for coming on. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, you know, it might be something at some stage we could do again because it's a very easy conversation. And I knew well, and you're right, there is loads of people probably making loads of money doing what you're doing. But I do be looking for people that I like to come on. And obviously I picked you. Some people who have like, the, the blue thing and 1.2 million followers are talking shite. I never seen such nonsense in all of my life. It's atrocious. I actually, my intention that I set in November, I was like, I just want a Irish person that has over 20,000 followers to ask me to be on the podcast. But it was out of nowhere. Like it was literally out of nowhere and I let it go. Like hadn't even thought about it. And then you reached out. I was like, who, who is this guy? So it was yeah. just, we can make those intentions and let them go and then they actually come into form. So I really, really am grateful for the opportunity. And yeah, I definitely, lo- I, I really enjoyed the chat. Apart from the start, being very nervous. feel like when we got into it, I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. You're more than welcome. And we'll talk soon. All the best. Yes, Bye-bye. take care. Bye-bye.